You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen with my co-host here this morning. Steve Sponskowski. All right, and we're, we're getting excited here. Uh, we had a conference here in the Diocese of Fargo a couple weekends ago. And it was called the Trusted Sister Conference, kind of bringing women together. And it was the beginning of Lent, so kind of a, a Lenten time to enter into that. But, you know, I think at some of these conferences and events, we there's so much that's kind of thrown at us. I personally, I, I'm kind of an internal processor. Like sometimes some of the takeaways happen later. It's, it's a lot to take in when you're um, at, at an event, and, and it's, it's so rich, but... We kind of take these things into our hearts, right? So, so we have a couple of ladies here that that actually joined us in what was a new experience for us. I helped; I was on the planning committee, so I was a little bit in in the planning of this. And and with all of the COVID restrictions and things, and having to cancel this conference for two years, we realized we needed a way to bring other people that maybe couldn't be there. And so we developed the satellites um, uh, option. And so Jackie Schmaltz and Andrea Salazar are here from. New Rockford and Carrington, which is uh, two cities near each other, but they both, I think, had separate satellite options. So uh, welcome, Jackie and Andrea. Hi. Thanks. Well, we're just uh, thankful that you're on with us today to kind of kind of reflect back on that conference that we had a couple weekends ago. And so why don't we start just by each of you, Jackie can start, and then Andrea telling us a little bit about who you are. Well, I am just a mom of three. I have a three, six, and eight-year-old. I run a home-based business that focuses on women's health and natural family planning instruction. My husband, he works to keep the lights on for us all, and we just have a small farming operation to keep us extra busy, and we primarily just raise sheep and cattle. How old are your children? They are three, six, and eight. Okay. Well, fun. All right. Well, Andrea, what about you? What is, what is your life like in, in Carrington? What are you doing up there? Well, we actually live in rural Carrington, so we live halfway between New Radford and Carrington. Um, I'm a homeschooling mom. Um, I have two daughters. One is 16 and the other is 13, so that keeps me quite busy. And um, my husband was ordained a deacon in October of 2020, so that has been an interesting um, time as well to get getting done with uh, going through the formation with him and then now being able to help him uh, serve the church, so it's been really interesting. Wow, I'm, sh- I'm sure your faith has has gone in a new and richer direction from that experience as well. It, it's been really wonderful. So, and um, we, uh, my husband works from home, and so we we're all at home all day. And um, I just, I guess, the other thing is that we, I grew up in Wisconsin, so I'm I'm a Midwest girl, and um, but we moved to North Dakota about 12 years ago. All right. Well, thank you for sharing about yourselves. And why don't you tell us, whoever wants to jump in, um, about your experience of the Redeemed Women's Conference that we had a couple weekends ago. What, what, first of all, what inspired you to take time of your weekend to attend? And then I'd just like to hear also some of your takeaways from the speakers. Go ahead, um, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my experience was just, I don't know, phenomenal. There aren't really a whole lot of words. Um, I left there just feeling so energized and cared for and loved. Um, I feel a lot closer to the women in my parish 
from it. It was it was just really great. Um, if I'm to be super totally honest, uh, I what prompted me to go was because our uh, pastor asked me to host our satellite location, and I didn't feel very good about telling him no. So I was kind of locked into going whether I wanted to or not. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I just, like, I've always wanted to attend a, a retreat just to get that rest and time alone. Um, but it's just really hard for me to get away in the season of life with little ones and all the things we have going on. So this just kind of gave me that nice push, and I didn't really have any excuses not to go with it being right in my backyard. So, Right, right, right. And what about you, Andrea? And, and I'm curious, too, um, having been on site, what it was like um, for you from the satellite aspect. But first, before that, what drew you to it? And uh, tell us a little bit about your experience. Sure. Well, I was, I was actually scheduled to attend it um, when it was the original one in 2020. And I remember saying goodbye on the formation weekend to the other ladies and saying, we'll see you in two weeks, and uh, we'll, you know, get to see each other at the, at the Trusted Sister Conference. And then COVID came, and we went from on Sunday saying bye and we'll see you in two weeks to doing nothing uh, for months, as we all know. So um, when it was finally able to take place, I have to be honest, I was like, all right, we can finally get together with people and, and really hear this. And um, I had debated between going to um, the, the uh, conference in Fargo or, or staying back in our, our parish. And um, for a number of reasons, um, part of which were my husband needing to be doing things with the conference and, and the kids having things going on, um, it just made sense to stay back. And it was really, really wonderful because it gave me a chance to get much closer to the people in our parish. And as Jackie said, it was just a really um, uplifting experience. And just we, we, be, we drew closer as a group, and we had a chance to be together as just moms and daughters and sisters, not with husbands and kids and, and everything else going on. And it just really, it was just a really wonderful weekend. Thank you, Jackie and Andrea, for, for sharing that. Um, folks, if you're just joining us, this is Real Presence Live, and we're talking about the Trusted Sister um, Women's Conference that happened here in Fargo, and we're talking about uh, a really just experiences from that. And I want to I, I reflect a little bit, Jackie and Andrea, about your experience. You both shared the reason for going to this conference was about relationship. Uh, the first yeah. one, Jackie, your, your pastor invited you uh, to host so it was, and you didn't want to say no. That's about relationship, right? Um, yeah. Andrea, you wanted to go because you wanted to get together with your sisters. It's about relationship. And then mm-hmm. the theme of the retreat was trusted sister, which is about relationship. Can you tell me, and Jackie, I'll have you start again since we're going in this pattern. Um, you know, what does that phrase trusted sister mean to you? It really just, it says close circle of tight-knit friends. Um, people that you can go to when you need, when you're down in your lowest low and you know that they're going to be there for you to lift you back up. And Andrea, what is that trusted sister phrase? What does it bring out in your mind? Similarly, it's it's looking at the, the women around me who are sisters in Christ and in some ways, in many ways, are closer than 
um, maybe even some family members, that they are, they are there for me, and we have that, joint, that, that ability to join together and to take care of each other and to um, uplift and, and hold up each other in prayer and care um, at all of the different times in our life. You know, and, and as you know, today is the solemnity of the Annunciation. And the Annunciation, I'll, I'll break that down for our listeners, okay. Annunciation, okay? It is when the angel Gabriel came to Our Lady and said, "You will you uh, consider being the mother of God? Will you uh, allow the Holy Spirit to overshadow you and for the Messiah um, to be born through you? That's the Annunciation, okay? The Annunciation of the angel Gabriel coming to uh, Our Lady. And the words are very scriptural. Okay, go to, mm-hmm. go to the, uh, the Gospel of Luke. Um, and right there, right directly from Scripture. So in this theme of trusted sister, and I'll go back to you, Jackie, how do you see Our Lady as a trusted sister? She is just one. Um, I really turn to her a lot in my mothering. Uh, we look to her to lead us and guide us. So... Um, in the trusted sister format, like yeah, she's she's right there with me, helping me go through those the hard times of mothering and celebrating the good times with me as well. And Andrea, your thoughts? Uh, well, when um, when I was uh, trying to have children, it was really very challenging, and praying to Mary, uh, bringing her understanding, and ask, bringing asking her to bring my prayers to, to God for children, and um, we lost two children, and it was um, one of those things where I felt like Mary could understand. She, she saw her son die. She was at the foot of the cross. Now, our babies were very tiny when they passed away, but they, I still felt like she could understand and be there and keep me strong and looking forward and knowing that God had a plan. And as long as I went with it, it would be okay. You know, it's interesting because there, there were actually two kind of themes that emerged. One was sisterhood and relationship, and the other was trust. Like, mm-hmm. what can we trust? And I think Mary is someone we can trust because we, we've seen her life unfold. We've seen her, yes, we've seen her suffering, and we've seen the one to whom on whom she depends. And so our relationship with her can be entering into that and, and, and allowing her, like you were saying, kind of to both of you were saying actually to kind of that she kind of holds our hand in a way. And so she, she is the trusted sister. She ha- she encompasses both. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we'll get this fully covered here um, before break, but let's start the conversation of what your favorite part of this trusted sisters conference was. So um, why don't we switch up here and I'm going to go to Andrea first and we'll see what we can get. But I, I, I what stood out to you? I'm sure there was a, a favorite speaker, or or maybe it wasn't a speaker. Maybe it was some other element of it. But what was what was the favorite part for you? Well, I love the speakers, and I thought they were very very good. Um, actually, what was kind of a strange thing that stuck out to me was that um, on Friday night when we were doing the adoration, um, we had adoration in our church as well at the same time, and so at the same time that Father Miller was doing benediction, it was actually my husband doing benediction in our church, and there was something about seeing it in person, seeing it on the screen, that gave us that, gave me that feeling that even though we were 150 miles apart, we were all together, and we were that body of Christ, all of sisters in, in Christ, and sharing this experience, 
and coming closer to God and coming closer to each other, even even from a distance. And that just really struck me at that at the time. I was like, wow, this is just really almost brought tears to my eyes. Mm, that's beautiful. And you know, I think too, for us on site there here in Fargo, we we too were aware of you all out there, not knowing what experience you were having, but but aware that you were with us. And so that was a really beautiful component for us as well. So even though you were the outline, we felt that sisterhood also and, and we're um, praying for you. And so I, we're so pleased that things went as well as they did. I'm going to, I'm going to wait, Jackie, you get, you get the break to, to think about your favorite part of the conference. So we are with Jackie Schmaltz and Andrea Salazar, who were participants in the redeemed uh, women's conference, trusted sister uh, that the diocese of Fargo had a couple weekends ago. We're just processing that, uh, discussing some takeaways. We will be back with more after this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. At the University of Mary, we offer an education for the whole of life. Our values-based, flexible, and affordable education will prepare you for success and help you become a leader in your field. Whether you want to start your degree for the first time or continue your education, whether you are a working professional or want to pursue school full-time, join us for an education that will help you make a positive impact in our community. Discover the Mary difference. Youmary.edu. That's youmary.edu. John's Gospel, chapter 6, speaks of working for food that endures to eternal life. During Lent, as we consider spiritual resolutions in preparing for Easter and the eternal life of the resurrection, we can look to St. Vincent de Paul as an example. This 17th century French priest worked tirelessly with compassion to help the poor, the outcasts, and orphans. Fifty-three years after his death, Vincent de Paul's earthly body miraculously had not decayed considered incorruptible by the church. Catholics today, through local Vincent de Paul societies, continue to carry out his Christ-like mission. Perhaps during Lent, consider acts of charity to help the poor, the outcast, and orphans. Spiritual resolutions like these can have a sense of a permanent effect, an incorruptible effect, on both giver and receiver, working for a food that endures to eternal life. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Jasandi. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us on our fathers by nominating your priest today. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Roxanne Solonen with Steve Sponskowski. We're enjoying uh, this day and grateful that you, you're with us, that we're with you. Uh, we have Jackie Schmaltz and Andrea Salazar on the phone from New Rockford and Carrington, uh, outside of uh, our Fargo area. But they took part in the Trusted Women's uh, Conference that we had a couple weekends ago here in the Diocese of Fargo. They were participating by a satellite um, 
situation. And so for those of you who don't know what that is, they, we piped in some of the Fargo, uh, the conference, to outline sta- uh, satellite stations, uh, locations, and then they were able to take part uh, in the presentations. Obviously, they had their own lunches. They had their own adoration experience. So there were certain parts that were, were combined and other parts that, that they were able to have community with their own parishes. Uh, it's a new, it was a new experience for us, and so we're happy to hear a little bit about it. Uh, before the break, we were talking about some of the highlights and takeaways, and Jackie didn't get a chance to to share hers. So we're going to start with you, Jackie. What were some of the what, the takeaways that you experienced that weekend? Oh, I had my well. My favorite part of the whole experience was the Friday night adoration. I think Amanda Vernon did just a phenomenal job of breaking the ice for us all to really encourage us to mingle and meet new people. It just really enhanced the sense of community and fellowship that we were trying to capture with the conference. That just set us up, and she gave us some really great things to reflect on in adoration, and I just, I didn't sleep at all Friday night because I was just on fire. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, that was a component of it. We had the Vigil Project um, who provided music, but Amanda Amanda Verdon is a musician that has sung at World Youth Days and various things. Um, you can go ahead and look up her music, Amanda Vernon, Amanda Vernon, online, and she has a, I believe, a YouTube uh, page. But um, I, we, we, we talked about it here. How that first night, it's always kind of stiff, and uh, at least it, it felt like that for us. Like people were kind of, you know, you're, you're coming into a new, new situation, and, and, and you're, you haven't really unwound, right? We're all women. A lot of us have families. You kind of have to ease out of that to like detach from all of your responsibilities. And um, so I think it, it, at first it kind of seemed like we were taking a little bit of time to warm up. And then when Amanda came on, it just like we melted. <laughs> we just were able to just drop our guards and let go of all those responsibilities and just enter into it. So I, I love that both of you mentioned adoration as one of your favorite parts of it because I mean, that, that was just God, you know, just, just um, inviting us into his heart. Um, so any, anything else um, from either of you of, of a favorite, like a, a speaker? Let's talk about that. Um, of the speakers, who, who grabbed your attention the most? Andrew, do you want to start? You know, um, it was probably Dr. Alvarez. Um, I've heard of her and heard her, um, read things that she's written, and just hearing her um, speak and talking about the, how, we're, how women have gotten to where we are today in the secular world, and just how much, a, good, a great reminder of how much the Church and Catholicism is really about um, human rights and about the uplifting and the dignity of women, and... Um, in this world today, that's a really important thing, not only for us, but as the mom of two daughters, um, it's always a good reminder to make sure that the kids know that, that they're aware of it, and that they aren't buying into that. None of us are buying into the secular idea that we have to be like men in order to be good. And um, I think she really, she did, she was fast-paced. Um, there was an awful lot in a very short time. But um, that I found that really interesting. Yeah, and one of the things I that really struck me about her talk has to do with today because she mentioned how at the beginning, you know, when the, the, 
as far as like highlighting some of the women in salvation history, like it was Mary, it was a woman who God chose to come to and say, will you do this? And that was kind of a, in the history of mankind, that was kind of a a different thing. It was a new spark of something and a new acknowledgement of the beauty and gifts of women, I think. And I'd never really thought about that before. So that really kind of relates back to where we're at today with the Annunciation. So, um, you know, I have a, a question for both of you, maybe to ponder, um, and, and maybe if you just kind of let, let the Holy Spirit respond through you. But it I, I makes me think of, as, as we go to these conferences and retreats, right, and one of the reasons we're having this conversation is a lot of times we go to conferences and retreats, they uplift us for the time that we're there and for maybe a short time thereafter. But then after a while that fizzles. We lose the energy. We lose the, we, the remembrance of those, those feelings and of the experiences, um, and it starts to dwindle and it starts to fade. Um, just sharing with you, Second Timothy 4 um, says, uh, preach the gospel always, in season and out of season. And I think of, if, if one were to say to me, what is evangelization? What are we all called to? We're all called to evangelization, which is announcing the gospel. But how do we do that? And I think 2 Timothy 4, really, Second Timothy 4 says that to us. Preach the gospel in season and out of season. Um, how do you how do you see and and how do you do this in yourself with these the, with a retreat or a conference like this um, how do you see that working into your life and and what what's your takeaway that you can say okay you know when we know goals we have we have goals set up we can't say well we're going to I'm going to do these five things no no we won't do the five things right but what are the one or maybe the two things that you you take away from this retreat that is next year at this time when we visit with you again on March 25th of 2023, you're going to still be doing, or you want to still be doing. Andrea, do you want to start there? Sure. Um, I think it was uh, Dr. Flanagan who talked about we, are, we should be um, in reaching out to our, um, to our friends and, um, and being the one to initiate and not be afraid to, to go ahead and do that and to... Um, to, to, to say, you know what, I know I'm busy, but I need to reach out. And I can, it was, that's kind of, it was at the same time that I was like, well, that is so true. It also convicted me a little bit because we all get busy in our life. And you think, oh, you know, I should call somebody. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sure they're busy too, so I'm just not going to. And that has really, that, that comment really has motivated me to say, you know, I'm going to make a real effort to, call or to send a note or something or to stop by with some, you know, a treat to a friend or something so that I keep that going and not expect people to do it for me, but be the one to initiate. And I think that that is something that I will hang on to for the next year and hopefully the next 20 years or more. So, Thank you, Andrea. And Jackie, what are your thoughts? Um, I definitely agree with everything Andrea said, um, but one of the things that really, like, I've just taken and I, I hold on to um, is, uh, I forgive me, I don't remember who said it, but it, they said, take care of your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that I just, I find myself keep it going back to that, um, because when our hearts are full of God's love and grace, it pours out over everyone around us. And I really have seen that in my own household with my kids and my husband and everything. When I'm in a good place, like I was when I left that retreat, I just came home 
I was ready to just love on my family. And everybody just really got along well that whole week. My kids were really cooperative. I woke up one morning to find my 8-year-old son helping my 6-year-old daughter with her reading. I mean, it was just such a good place to be. So that was like something that just kind of keeps me in that uplifted space. I just take care of your heart. And it, it goes back to what Andrea was saying. We take care of our hearts by being around those who are good for us and fulfill us and fill our cups and then spending time with the Lord and engulfing ourselves in our church. And, and, and so following upon that, I see this, this uh, trusted sister uh, conference retreat that you went to, I guess the question comes to, to me um, to, to ask you this, kind of some feedback from, from your perspective uh, for the entire church. You know, how do we, so I'm a man, right? So you have to tell me, because I can't figure it out myself, um, right? Uh, I, you know, how do we as the church, and how does, how does the church, okay, so the, we have the church as the entire church, we have the, the church as the magisterium of the church, we have our parishes as the church, right? But how do we in the church, and let's say like at the, the diocesan level, or at your parish level, how, how do you see um, our role? How can we support you as, as, a, as a wife, as a mother, as a sister, and most especially as a daughter of God? After having experienced this retreat, which was put out there to support you in an ongoing fashion, what, what do you need from the church? What do you see? Like, you know, I really need this from the church. What, what can you share with us on that, on those thoughts? Either of you can go first this time. Oh, gosh. I Honestly, this retreat did all of that for me. Um, I know you can't put one of these on every week. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could. Um, I probably wouldn't have time to attend it every week, though, so I guess there's that. Um, I I think, you know, I think that's the answer, is that we have to provide opportunities to come together and to break away from our families so that we can get a fresh perspective and to be cared for, to care for our hearts, so that we can go ahead and do what you were saying, Andrea, to be the ones who can initiate that contact and that relationship. Because the more filled up we are, the more whole we are, the more filled with, we are with the Holy Spirit, the more we can in turn go out and evangelize others. And I think that's the key, is that we have to be as full as possible. So I guess to keep providing these opportunities... Thank you so much, Jackie and Andrea. We, we really loved your insights today, and, and, and now we have a little bit better idea of what, what women need and what we can offer. So we will be back with more Real Presence Live after this message. 